We the bestest cast with the left twist. Not fairly well dressed. Put me on the guest list. The guest list. Uh, yeah, on the guest list. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another week of On the Guest List with Fox trying to get down White Sox Dave and Kenny Carkey with you from the band. As always, is your boy Colin back from the field of dreams live from Chicago, Illinois. We have David Williams. Dave, how are we, buddy? We are living life. I I got a little I don't want to say choked up, but as choked up as my hard ass can get over. That might be the last time I ever play a baseball game. And it was like. It was like it's a little sad to me. You ever see the memes where it's like there was a day that was the last time you and your friends ever went out to play and then you never did it again? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You basically just had that moment at the Field of Dreams. I wish I knew that, like, these are the best times. I wish I knew that was happening during that time. Right, right, yeah. right. So you can just make that best time all that much better. Well, but, we'll, get um, into, we'll get into the Field of Dreams things. I yeah. have questions. So uh, coming from Los Angeles, California, the man who every week is the best day of his life, Mr. Kenny Carkey. How are we, buddy? And this week is no exception, my friend. I'm in a great mood and uh, had a great weekend. And today might be the best day of my life. So far, so good. Yeah, I assume so. The mojo's high today. I feel like last week we were all over the place. Dave was in fucking Iowa. Kenny had a million things going on. It was a fucking release week for me last week, so I had a million different things going on, but we're back in the flow of things. We have a great co-host this week. Fucking friend of the program, friend of Kenny, host of the gun show on Adobe Radio. He's a busy man, but he's here Let's with go. us today. Motherfucking Mike Guns in the building. Guns, how are you, buddy? Guns in the building. Kenny, you were saying that this might be the best day of your life. My mother, it is gonna be the best day. It's gonna That's be what the I'm best talking about. Guns. We're coming in hot right now on the guest list. What's going on, friends? How are we? Good to fucking see you, man. Dude, that's an entrance I, right there. That's someone who's polished in the art of audio. <laughs> Right there. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. See, what I want to get him though, I want to get him. I love when we have like radio people on and shit. And I want to get you out of your element. I want you dropping f bombs. I want you fucking. Oh, hey, he's working for serious. He's he can say whatever yeah. fuck he wants. Yeah, absolutely. Listen, I'm all about that fucking party. So let's go. You know My what I mean? Man, yeah, that's what I'm fucking talking. Although about. it is wild though because I do I I do the gun show which is on you know Adobe and Spotify etc. So you, obviously you can curse there. I go on Sirius and I cover sports and whatnot over there and like entertainment. So like you don't really always want to do the f bombs unless like you're discussing the Yankees because we fucking suck even though we swept i still have no faith in my team but then i do like tv and other hits where you can't curse so like you always got to just like always right, got to be right, on your right, game right because right. <laughs> that one slip up thinking oh shit i'm not on serious anymore it's like no you're on tv you're fucked <laughs> like, Bro, you're we, we, we did an interview with the three of us on this giant radio show in philly called Preston and steve and the only thing they prepped us on i guess they listened to the podcast before they were like don't curse don't curse don't curse colin kenny dave don't fucking curse and literally the whole time i was like we're gonna do it i know we're fuck you do don't tell me what to do <laughs> that, 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 that's like my crutch word though which is it's embarrassing to say but when i'm thinking i'm like oh fucking 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 uh like whatever i'm thinking of oh, so yeah. you gotta like, like train yourself to get that i will get that out of you you know you, you know what about this though because you know they've been doing the fuck out two of a chance and whatnot and like our um, and even at the uh the basketball games there was a there was a fuck something chant for somebody that they were cursing off and uh, like Mike Breen even acknowledged it being like, sorry, like you can hear them curse. I forget who they were. They were effing somebody. And uh, so does that mean that like the stigmatism of that being a curse word, is that ever going to be lessened now? I feel like social media is kind of like made curse words, like kind of more acceptable, Absolutely. but you, still, but you like, still can't say them on the FCC, obviously. Well, why do people love Barstool as, a, as opposed to like, like NBC and shit like that when they're, they're fucking sports? real? Because it's the average man watching sports, and we sit there and go, "Fuck this idiot!" Like you know, yeah, what I mean? yeah, yeah. This, this asshole just blew the call. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, what the fuck yeah. is this dickhead doing, <laughs> dude? Like, there's and, only a handful of words where I'm like, ah, probably shouldn't share that. So I started rewatching Breaking Bad, <laughs> and I guess Breaking Bad, uh, when they were like airing live and everything, they could say "fuck" because that, that wasn't like HBO, right? It was it was AMC. They could mm -hmm. say "fuck" twice per season, I guess, on the show. When yeah. she was like, "I fucked Ted." Or mm -hmm. sorry if you haven't seen the show. Spoilers, that's on you at this point. It's been out forever. Blah, blah, blah. Anyways, they can say it the fuck twice. It's like, all right, well, why twice? Why not? If you're going to go an inch, go a mile at that point. Yeah. You know? Who sets these fucking rules? Who's yeah, like, yeah. Uh, hey, hey, David, um, uh, how many times can we say it this uh, this season? Um, let's go with two. Like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> they, uh, I was reading something. I'm a huge Home Alone fan. It was either on it was either on that Netflix doc that came out or it might have been something I was reading. I might have read it. And they said that Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci, yeah. 
how he just was dropping F-bombs left and right because they didn't really give him a script really because he can't he can't really read a script. Oh, it was Scorsese talking. I was doing that on Scorsese talking about um, Goodfellas. And they yeah. were like, we couldn't even really give him a script because all he was doing is dropping F-bombs. And they also alluded to when he went to Home Alone, they're like, dude, you know, You're Kevin tell us it's a, kid's it's a movie. children's and Christmas like, movie. We'll yeah. do it again. We'll do it again. And he's you like, know what I mean? and he's just like, <laughs> McAllister. Totally. Yeah. Jesus totally. Christ, dude. We have we, this is the good. This is going to be a fucking great episode. Huge week. We got two great guests this week. We got the Knox in the building to talk about their new single, Sound the Alarm, featuring Rivers Cuomo of Weezer and Royal and the Serpent. Those two dudes are fucking awesome. Great interview. They have some great Wyclef Jean stories in there that I can't wait to get into we also for our pick of the week we have john vaughn from the band public they are a pick of the week this week with their new single missing you today that's a super interesting conversation because he talks about the fact that their song is one of the first songs to really 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 blow up on tiktok and they didn't even know what the fuck it was this was like 2019 and they had to email china and say dude what the fuck is this am i getting paid yo, ch- yo china. china what's up dude ch- ch- china at china.gov <laughs> yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> mr china <laughs> dude before we get into music news i did have one question because I, I always do like a little bit of research on the co-host guns i want you to talk to me about becoming blink One. Can you please explain oh. that? <laughs> so I was a huge Blink-182 fan. And I kind of got my start in music, uh, like kind of like running street teams and like handing out flyers and stuff. Because at the time when I was young, drive Through Records was like, like the pinnacle oh, yeah. label. It had uh-huh. everybody from like uh-huh. River Phoenix, Phoenix DX. And then they started mm-hmm. signing like uh, more bands and whatnot. So they signed A Newfound Glory and they signed this band called Midtown. Now, the, Love Midtown. the, the guitarist yeah. from Midtown was actually my guitar teacher because my dad taught him in high school. So every Thursday, awesome. had, the guitarist from Midtown would come over to my house and, you know, and teach me guitar, which is fucking sick. Then they become Midtown. They blow up with everybody. So just being part of that, I got really into music and just like, uh, you, know, you know, into the punk world, whatever, pop punk world. So MTV had this casting call for Blink-182 and it was becoming. And for anybody that remembers, it was like you would be made over to like become the band. They had like NSYNC and like O-Town and like Kid Rock and shit. And I, I, hit, up my, I well, hit my mom. I asked my mom. I was like. <laughs> Let's go. And I was 15 years old and she just drove me into the city. I was from Jersey and like, you know, you wouldn't really ever go to the city because it's like New York City, like whatever. And uh, I ended up going. There was like over 300 uh, contestants and I auditioned for Tom DeLonge. So I had my Dickie shorts. I brought the uh, my Fender guitar. I had the high socks. I had an Atticus hat. You know, I was fucking DeLonge, you know, straight up. And uh, I ended up winning. And they're like, well, how old are you? I'm like 15. And you had to be 18 or have your mom. So but like parental permission. So I was like, mom, guess what? You're spending the next month with me in and out of New York City. And we ended up competing. It's a full one hour episode. We redid the first date music video. I ended up winning. It was fucking awesome. And that was like the start of me. From there, a lot of those TV people were freelancers or like bouncing around. And that's how I got my start on like much music like VJing and stuff or like being put into other world. So when I was 16, 17 years old, then I started going into the city for like TV and music auditions and shit. Wow. Oh, wow. That's amazing. So tight. Jesus. I fucking love Blink-182. Let's now, go. <laughs> while you were there, was he like, hey, I know you're 15, but do you want to fight aliens with me? Like, was that ever a conversation? <laughs> yes. It's like, listen, he is, I saw him last year. I saw Angels and Airwaves last year before the pandemic. And that motherfucker is vindicated because. Yes, he is. They, they, they said, listen, he's like, motherfuckers. Shit exists, yo. I've One, seen it. <laughs> once in a generation, somebody says some wild ass bullshit and they were right. Tom DeLong. Out of everybody, it's Tom DeLong. It's unbelievable, dude. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. Well, we're very happy to have guns here today. Uh, before we get into the interviews, let's jump into music news. It was a huge week. I told you motherfuckers that as soon as the shows and the festivals started coming back, all the big artists were dropping and, and, and they came in in fucking droves this week. Billie Eilish dropped a new album, which before we went on the air, like me and Kenny were talking about this. Dave, I know you haven't gotten into it yet. Mm-hmm. Guns, I don't know if you have. Billie's, yeah. Billie's not my bag. It's not what I listen to, whatever. She's a fucking badass. And what, what she does, she's doing it really well right now. What's your, what's your opinion on it, Guns? So I like Billy. I think she's awesome. Phineas is obviously a fucking god, no doubt. Fucking so talented. I, I, I'm, I'm going to get in trouble with this, but fuck it. That's why I give my opinions. I don't like this album. I, really? I don't think she fully, music-wise, it's really good, but I don't, I don't think she fully branched out or took that next step that you would kind of want. Mm. She's also kind of in a weird predicament right now because her fans are turning on her. Yeah, they, it's, it's like the yeah. social media mob is quickly turning on her, whether she's talking more about like 
herself or obviously she went away from the black and green which is fine like to each their own but the fans are turning on her from a music side though i'm kind of the same way like billy listen she's fucking solid she has a thing it works for her but i don't i didn't really fully see the growth in this follow-up album that i would have and but but by that i mean like i cannot i did a new music friday piece on friday obviously and I could not find a song that had like a hook in it that people could be like, fuck yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Mm. And that's the problem with it because it's just her way of style. It's not for everybody. She's good at what she does, but I'm just not a huge fan of it. I listened to it a couple of times. I'm just like, eh, you know what I mean? I appreciate the fact you didn't come on and just bullshit us and be like, oh <laughs> no, it's amazing. I don't want to get you all that. All that. <laughs> I, I feel I this. I kind of yeah. feel the same way as guns were like, I thought that first record, it could, because Phineas is so fucking good. That first record came out and just blew my fucking socks off because it was so minimalistic, beautiful voice, harmony structures, all that shit was super good. Then I think it's super funny. Like Guns is saying, she goes from being like long nails, black and green hair, all covered up in baggies. And now her fans are like, you are the fucking worst. And it's like, <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. So power to her for doing whatever the fuck totally. she wants and calling people out for it. But also with the new record, I like it. It's good. Does it tickle a new feather for me? No. Is it more of the same kind of? It's Billy. I like the first record. Yeah. Right. It's Billy. Eilish, but like the level that that first record came out with oh. set such a bar that I that everybody's expectations for the second record, in my opinion, was like, this is going to blow everybody's fucking doors down. But it was like, it's she's, good. She's in a weird situation. I'm sure we've all dealt with this or like have seen like some of our favorite artists is the fact that you, when you come out and you have that massive whether it's a first single, whether it's an album, it's like, how do you live up to that? Oh, yeah, it's Kenny. Kenny. Kenny, Kenny. I mean, there's no... Welcome it, it, to Kenny, yeah. That's that one of the hardest things. To, yeah, one of yeah. the hardest things ever. It's like with, with AWOL, after sale, we'd have a, a number one alternative single, and that was a failure. Anything yeah. top 10, that was a failure. Everybody's like, what's the next sale? What's the next sale? And like the the, the mindset that puts you in of like... I don't fucking know what it like. I don't know. I'm trying. You know, we're trying. Kenny's like, like, I made this song in four hours when I was stoned oh, off my I ass. was high as fuck, dude. Like, I have <laughs> like, no idea, man. It was an accident. We're gonna, we're gonna need some better weed. Yeah. You know? yeah, ser- yeah. Seriously. <laughs> For the follow up. Yeah. Uh, Jesus yeah. Christ. All right. Other songs. Other albums that dropped this week. We had Silk Sonic, Anderson Pack, and fucking Bruno Mars. To, like a lot less fanfare than I expected. Dropped another single. Isaiah Rashad, who's one of my favorite fucking rappers in the world, dropped an amazing new album this week. Bleachers, Jack Antonoff back. Another conversation we had before this, but like, is there too much Jack Antonoff right now? Like, is he doing too much? Like, he's literally fucking everywhere right yeah. now. So that just came out. I, I love think, Jack, though, by the way. I yeah, love yeah. Jack. I yeah, fuck, Jack's yeah. awesome. Yeah. He, he also uh, had, he had Bruce Springsteen on the album, so I'm kind of like, yeah. Like, I fucking get it. You're from Brooklyn, okay, Jack? <laughs> Chill the fuck out is how I feel yeah. about Jack. Yeah. No, I, um, I mean, you're right, though. It's almost like, it's almost like Travis. Where everybody's right, usually yeah. utilizing Travis Dave Barker Grohl into <laughs> Travis into fucking Jack, yeah. like yeah, or like or the rappers, how the rappers like Kanye, whoever used to be a feature on every single song, you know, or featuring yeah, a little Drake. more mysterious, yeah, 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 like yeah, fuck man, yeah. buddy song. Listen, if I could fucking work with Jack, sign me up, you know, hey, I, I, I would fuck? be broke afterwards, but sign me up, you know, print my <laughs> like, gold record right now, goddamn it. Uh, other than that, X Ambassadors, Upsall, and Logic came back and dropped my a new album. mother. Fucker, logic, god damn it. Such a fan. It's so fucking good. It's so good. It's the Tar- so- Bobby Tarantino 3 is another beautiful masterpiece. It's so good. Logic is one of those artists that only evokes two emotions. Fuck yeah, I love this. And the other one is shut up, you nerd. That is like there's only yeah. two. His, when two- I listen to his music, it makes me want to break every fucking thing in this goddamn house. Like I just want to destroy everything. I love it so much. Dude, when <laughs> when so I, I sent out the Zoom invite. Kenny was the first one to hop on. He was blaring, blaring logic. And I was like, fuck yeah, let's go. Like, I was about ready to punch the dog. I'm just joking. AC. <laughs> That's what but, I'm um, saying. Like, yeah. dude, yes, dude, that fucking last song, the last record he did with Eminem on it and shit, yeah. they were going toe to toe. Like, he's the fuck. Oh, so good. So, so good. good. I'm a and my, and my buddy, just a little quick side note. My buddy has been his tech. His Joe, Clay? Tech. Joe Clay. Joe Clay. Joe Clay, right? Yeah. And 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 Jovan is like, Bob is the nicest human being on earth. And has only ever said the sweetest things about him. And I'm like, yeah. fuck, man, that's so rad. Yeah, no, I'm yeah. a fan. It's a fucking great record, too. Everybody go. If you're at the gym, go lift heavier weights to that fucking song. Uh, also, 
I didn't even mention this last week. We yes. just Fox tried to get down, just <laughs> dropped a new single. So what the fuck? Oh, okay. shout out By Colin. Way, I listened to it. I love the clean guitar into chaos right after yes, that. Exactly. Just Bro, chaos. It's, it's so funny. Like we got off last week and we finished recording and I was like, that was really good. I said nothing to promote my own songs. <laughs> it's hey, it's crazy. fucking good. Like you sent it to us a couple weeks ago and I was like, this is fucking good. This yeah, is we're fucking ha- good. We're having fun right now, and I always say this, like, just in in a context. I'm not here to fucking promote my own music. This is our no, podcast, yeah, fuck that. Promote your promote it. Yeah, what the fuck possible. is? What's the point of this shit? <laughs> yeah, it's the only reason I'm doing this. No, um, I've come to the realization that in our band we have two vocalists. It's me and Erica Ruiz. I'm a Toyota Tundra. Erica Ruiz is a goddamn Lamborghini, and we need to start taking the fucking Lamborghini out of the garage a little bit more. I think that's what I'm leaning towards. So shout out to Erica Ruiz, the fucking queen of the earth. I love her to death. Now, did you boy. did you write down that analogy, knowing that one day you were going to use that on the air? <laughs> no, I say I say it to Erica every single time we're in the studio. I look at her and I go, "You are the Lamborghini." Don't the fucking Lamborghini. That. You are the Lamborghini, dog. Uh, the song uh, is saw though, man. Congrats. Hell yeah. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it. Listen, there's a lot of radio coming out in the next two weeks. I'll fucking keep that plugged in on the socials, but uh, we'll get to that later. Uh, the other thing in music news this week, Lollapalooza happened. David, in your backyard, an absolute shit show. Hundreds of thousands of people, huge bands, huge rappers, all this shit. But it got overshadowed by something that happened that didn't involve Lollapalooza, and it was the baby getting fucking kicked off Lollapalooza, kicked off Governor's Ball for things that he said at Rolling Loud. I'm just going to throw this out there, and I am not here to talk about the cancel culture shit. I don't care about that. It's so played out. I don't need to talk about this shit all the time. But in this one certain circumstance, I completely understand people being like, okay, you can't play this weekend because we don't need that shit. Like, get the fuck out of here. Also, at that Rolling Loud Festival, he's talking to a lot of kids. The thing that bothered me was... Yeah, it was fucked up what he said. It was just weird. Like, it, it was a weird in-between songs where it's usually like, all right, motherfuckers, put your hands in the air. And you just start saying all this weird kind of homophobic bullshit. And it's like, hey, man, <laughs> what are you <laughs> talking no, about? It's like, yeah. it's like, you know, it's like, sir, this is a Wendy's. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. It's just one of those memes. <laughs> exactly. like, yeah. And it was just like, dude, what are you talking about? But the thing that bothered me mostly in this is like, he overshadowed all the amazing shit that happened at the festival. The Foo Fighters put on a great show. Young Thug put on a great show. And you want to get into something else about, like, the culture kind of shit? I don't know if everybody saw this this weekend, but, like, every other post about Lollapalooza was like, wow, I guess Delta variant's going to be having a good time at the fucking... I love the memes that was like, here's this year's lineup of Lollapalooza, and, and it, was it was all just a Delta, Delta variant. variant. <laughs> Bro, listen, I get Somebody it. Somebody called it Delta Palooza on uh, social media. <laughs> yeah. It was, like, great. But, yo, you're, you're missing the big thing, though. Motherfucking Fred Durst. Limp oh, Bro! Come on, That's what I'm dude. talking about. Hey, Let's yeah, guys, go. guys. I'll give you guys one guess who paid top dollar for tickets to Limp Biscuit at the Palladium in LA this August. Take a guess. This fucking guy. I'm that so guy. pumped. That guy. My wife, my wife, a little bit less excited, but she's going. Dave, if we gave you drag her out there. Dave, if we gave you a red hat, you could kind of pull off a Fred Durst. Thing. I swear True. to God, I was Fred Durst, like fifth grade through my senior year of high school for Halloween. I I would Go get a new uh, 5950 red New York Yankees hat from Lids at the Mall. I would throw on like the Jinko jeans and I, I would do it all. And I would get the little uh, the little soul patch on my chin because I've been shaving since I was 12 years old. I could pull it off like flawlessly. Dude, those yeah. fucking dude, guys. And, dude, and so when we were driving out to fucking uh, Iowa this weekend, I was I was on the ones and twos and I put on chocolate heart, starfish in the hot dog flavored water. And everyone was like, because we're playing, you know, road trip music. And then all of a sudden, like, that's, and I want to do this eventually, too. I know, Kenny, you're a little scrawny bitch. So it wouldn't count for you. But high school pump up music. Yeah. That would be a fucking great show, I think. Yeah, I had that list. track. Yeah. It was like, that was a f- meticulously crafted playlist I would have. I had stolen burn CDs and shit. Bro, we but, uh, sit- we that was such a-, a fucking awesome album. Bro, the, awesome whole, the whole limp thing it's like I, I i i grew up with them because they came out hard when i was a freaking mm-hmm. freshman in high school yeah, yeah. They were all like the thing right in getting but then into like music. Yeah. right yeah. but then it became the rap rock thing and you try not to like them but every time i go back i'm like this is the fucking best dude they are hardcore awesome. as fuck dude yeah. and the show at lala like there's the right amount of not giving a fuck with giving a fuck and fred Durst's fucking look is so tight oh so my wild. god Dude, I he's, love it. They are he's perfect- back. Yo, Fred Durst yeah, is back. Yeah, so he's back. He's back. Yeah. Bro, they, they played it perfectly because they could have gone the way of fucking Nickelback where everybody's like, fuck Limp Bizkit, fuck Limp Bizkit, like whatever, fuck them. Instead, they just stayed quiet and played the waiting game until it became culturally like, 
hey, you guys remember Limp Biscuit? That was fucking cool, right? And now they're back, and it's like, holy shit, they're selling out stadiums and shit. Like, dude. And he wasn't even like, to your point, like he was like, you didn't even hear anything about Fred Durst for like the last eight years. Like he wasn't on TMZ, the paparazzi, yeah, yeah, like yeah. you didn't know anything about what was happening. And now he's just coming out. And we're also in that, uh, as far as music goes, we're kind of going back to, we're all nostalgic right now. You mm-hmm. got the uh, anniversary tours are starting to kick off, things like that. So like when you go to Olympus, it's like, fuck. I mean, listen, from, from Roland to Nookie to End Together Now, yep. I mean, there's so there's like eight songs that are just smashes universally all accepted. Undeniable. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, dude, it's, like we, D, it's like DMX. It's really boom, 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 boom. Like so yeah, many hits. Dude. You know? dude, one of the, the storage unit that AWOL keeps our shit in also, Limp Biscuit keeps their shit in, and we used to go and like all stand in front of like Wes's fucking cabinets and like take <laughs> photos and shit. Dude, we, we were sitting out back of our house the other night. Me and my me and my wife, she's drinking wine. I'm having a beer. I just redid my whole backyard. It looks beautiful and shit, right? And she has her playlist on, and it's like the Killers, Leon Bridges, like this nice laid back music. And all of a sudden, I just hear. It's just one of those days. And I was like, Dana, what the I don't want to wake up. Everything is fucked. Everybody sucks. sucks. And the last thing I expected on my wife's playlist was break stuff by Limp Bizkit. And I was like, oh. I love you. Like, this is sick. You want to fucking cause a riot? I want, like, I got to play that song. I kind of just want to walk around New York City with that, like, on a boombox and just fucking go wild the next Sunday day. August 24th. Here. I'm seeing at the Palladium. I'm going to break every bone in my fucking face. I can't wait. <laughs> yeah. I'm so excited. All right, let's real quick before we go into our interviews, let's go into what the fuck we've been listening to. I'll start Dave, Kenny, and then Guns. My pick this week, KG Elephant. I went with Cold, Cold, Cold. I had a realization this week when I was sitting out back with my wife. KG Elephant is probably the most consistently great band over the last 10 years, and I'll fucking die on that hill. I love that band. And this song was produced by Dan Auerbach, and I I, I love the way he produces shit. I've told you the guys this before. At the height of AWOL, there was only one, two maybe one or two bands that would intimidate us at a live show and make us feel in, uh, self-conscious. And Cage the Elephant was one of them. Maddie Schultz, are you monster. fucking kidding me? An absolute monster. And it's like, we would always be like, we will destroy anyone on fucking stage <laughs> except for Cage the Elephant. Yeah. And that's a true respect. Jesus, dude. Uh, Dave, what the fuck have you been listening to? So I'm obviously Johnny come lately with all the new shit that's coming out. Cause I have a like personal vendetta and just assume it all sucks and it's not any good, <laughs> but, um, so I've been throwing Olivia Rodrigo on like constantly and I absolutely fucking love her. She's a superstar. That's we were talking queen. earlier about Billie Eilish and how there's like, there's not a song without that fucking awesome hook. That's you're like, that's, that's fucking what I'm talking about. And like, and, and good for you. When she's like, yeah, well, good for you, look happy and healthy, like a damn sociopath. I'm like, fuck, yes. Yeah, this is dude. my shit right <laughs> I'm here. I'm with that. Fuck yeah. All Dave right, so is jacked up. We jacked need to get up for that, Olivia. Dude, fucking hell yeah. Dave, great goddamn pick. Kenny, what the fuck have you been listening to? Man, we already talked about it, but fucking Bobby Tarantino 3, Logic, dude. I can't stop listening to the whole record. I mean, the first song is called Vaccine. Maybe it's the best song on the record, but like, I just, like I said earlier, I want to break every fucking wall in this fucking room when I listen to his music, and I love it so much. I'm glad he's back. Beautiful pick, dude. I'm glad he's back, too. And Guns, what the fuck have you been listening to? Uh, All Time Low dropped a new one on Friday called PMA, which is a goddamn jam. That course is so good. My babies. Also features Pale Waves, uh, lead singer from Pale Waves. is a UK band that toured with, like, 1975 and all that. And then also I delved back in, I like to say, not really fucking delve back in, but John Mayer has a song called "Till the Till the Right One Comes." It's on Sob Rock, yeah. and it's the, it's it's one of those songs that you know is not going to be a single, but it's probably the best song on the new album. Mm, so I'm like agreed. it's like track seven or eight or whatnot. It's called "Till the White Run Comes." That song is a goddamn jam. I it was and okay. you will get laid. You will the get album laid. was yeah. the album as a whole. I thought it was, it was fine. The, <laughs> no, I I'll, it, I'll give you that. That was another like it's good because I'm stoked. John Mayer's fucking still around. He's doing music for us, but. uh but yeah, the recept, the reaction was good for like three days. And then like, nobody's talking about John Mayer again. Yes, thank you. Yeah, 100%. Like Twitter was blowing up and then it's like, and nothing. And like, nothing. Yeah. That is the modern album cycle now. It's a week that everybody cares. I said the J. Cole album, I freaked out about it. I listened to it for a week and I was like, okay, when's new J. Cole coming out? Like, <laughs> we just, we, <laughs> so we digest things way too fast nowadays. But I thought what? Angus Young uses oh, was, okay, 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 cool, cool, cool. But, but Ken, our bass player, had a great idea. And Kenny, I want your opinion on this. Should we put Dave in a schoolboy outfit like Angus Young? With the little yes. cap? Oh, with, yes. the, with, the, yeah. with the high the high shorts? The, high yeah, the shorts. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, like Jack, Jack Black, Black at the end of School, school of Rock. Right, school yeah, of yeah. Totally, totally. 
Content oh, that's is great. king, baby. Content is king. Goddamn. Uh, well, we'll get into that later. We have episode two of the video series coming out this week. Guns, you'll be back. Uh, boys, anything else you got for me today? I got nothing. Oh, no, sir. Beautiful. Rock and roll. Keep it concise. I love that. Great episode. We'll have more people back next week. We have Luke Dick, the writer of so many country number ones. I don't even know how to fucking get into it. He's coming on next week. Big fucking week. Uh, let's go into our pick of the week with John Vaughn from the band Public and their song, Missing You Today. All right, ladies and gentlemen, for our pick of the week this week, we have our friend John Vaughn from the band Public. John, how are you today, buddy? I'm great, man. How are you doing? I'm fucking outstanding, dude. This is seriously a long time coming. Like, we've been planning on I doing know. this for a good amount of time. And we finally caught you on the release week for Missing You Today. Great yeah. fucking song. Congratulations, brother. Thank you. Yeah, it feels feels really good to finally have it out. We wrote it before quarantine. And it's just been like, I mean, we have a lot of music we're sitting on. But it was one of those songs. Because it's like about missing people. So I, it's like through the quarantine, it's felt like, do we put this out now? Can we put this out now? Because people are missing people right now. But Anyway, yeah, I'm just really pumped. Bro, we've had so many conversations with so many different bands about, like, is it the right time to put out music? Like, are we wasting these good songs? And can we tour them, yeah. all this shit? We went with the attitude. We were like, fuck it. Put everything out. We don't care at all. Yeah. But I, I think you were smart to hold on to this one because I think this one's going to do some numbers for you. Yeah, I mean, and like, you know, there are so many, I mean, as you guys probably know, there's so many different things that can determine, like, when you can put out a song especially like if you're working with other people labels publishers it's like you know when there are more people involved there's just more hoops to jump through of like it's not as simple as like let's just upload this to spotify and like let her rip you know it's so uh yeah that plays into things but i'm it just feels good to have music out again it feels like things are more normal and like we have a lot of exciting stuff coming up so dude yeah. just like watching the Lollapalooza live stream i'm like god damn we're back baby humanity's yeah. working its way back <laughs> No, it's, oh my god uh, it's good it's good dude before we get started on the song i want to go into something because one of the things that me and you kind of linked on was kind of a love for where we're from because i we were talking through dms and i was like dude i'm from philly i ain't going anywhere yeah yeah right we got cincinnati ohio in the building dude i have a question about that yes. is joe burrow the savior like is joe burrow gonna bring the is the, are the Bengals back so I'm sort of a solicitor of, of the Bengals. Um, I'm just not really like, I'm like, oh yeah, Cincy. And they're like, oh, well, what up Reds and Bengals? And I'm like, I know nothing. I'm a musician. Um, but no, I mean, I don't know. Like, I think my brother likes Joe Burrow. <laughs> Respect. All right. Your brother's the, your brother's the judge on this one. Then. Yeah, we'll get him on here. I'll call him and then he can talk about it. Beautiful, dude. Yeah. Dude, what? Uh, another Cincy, que like specific question, because I mean, rolling through Cincy whenever we've been through on tour or going somewhere else, we always stop at Skyline Chili, and I'm sure you're fucking tired of this question. Are you a Skyline guy? Oof. Um, <laughs> it, well, dude, it's like I I think you should try it because, and I never noticed because I grew up here. I never noticed that that's like not a thing people do. It's like putting like chili on top of noodles. People are like that sounds gross. And I'm like. It's not that different from spaghetti with meat sauce, but no, like, not at all. I think Skyline Chili, you should try it. It very well may destroy your stomach, mm. and you may be sitting in the bathroom for a while, which is why <laughs> I'm not a fun. I personally try and eat pretty healthy. Like yeah, these yeah, days, yeah. that's like through quarantine. That was something I just decided to also just improve was my diet. So I'm not eating Skyline all the time, but as a Cincinnati person, I'm not going to sit here and like knock it. I'm like, yeah, you should try it. Like right. it's a thing. It's like whenever I go on an interview, somebody's like, what's your favorite cheesesteak place? I'm like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, and then it's, it's <laughs> and then it's like, but Skyline's such a unique thing. I remember yeah. like the, the first time we did it, like we were so fucking hyped. We were going to Louisville, Kentucky, and we were driving through Cincinnati. And I'd like straight up swerve off the highway. I was like, I got to try it, dude. I got to try it. I like that. Like, I feel like my, like, it's like a late night snack. Like mm -hmm. I know like Matt and I, bass player in, in my band, like him and I lived together in college for a little bit. And so there were like a lot of times where like, if we were just like up late or something, it's like, there was a skyline that was actually, it was walking distance from our apartment. And so we would go down there and there was, it was like two in the morning. It's packed. Like, it's just like, there's never not a bunch of people in the middle of the night eating skyline chili. So right. It's drunk yeah. food. It's good drunk food. I'll say it, that. It, it is. That's kind of the crowd in there. And like, you know, it, it brings people together. It really does. Dude. And it, I, so we were like talking off air and like, this is something I definitely wanted to touch on first because you guys yeah. are in a unique situation, right? Yeah. 2019, you guys absolutely had an absolute banger. Like you guys, you guys were on top of the fucking world and then the world shut down. Like, what was that like for you to like literally be hitting that apex? And then all of a sudden it's like, all right, chill. 
Oh gosh. Oh, <laughs> dude, it's, it has been, it's been a ride and also like my perspective on whether things are good or bad or negative or positive is just shifting all the time. You know, that's just kind of what happens. But I mean, it was incredible to have something like TikTok, which I mean, make you mine. I think it kind of hit when TikTok was just starting out too. Like TikTok wasn't such an, I mean, they didn't even have an office here in the United States yet. Um, because when we found, I'll just kind of do my little story time of what happened. Like when we found out that our song was being used on this app, we didn't know what the app was. And when I, I literally compiled, oh my God, hundreds of videos with using our song and, you know, because TikToks, it's not songs, it's sounds. Right. It was like some girl's name and it was like Kelsey's sound or something. And I was like, what? And I, so I hit up TikTok support, which was in China and, you know, huge time difference. And I'm like, yo are you guys making money off of this? Like what, like our song is everywhere on your app and it doesn't even have our name on it. And it was just this whole thing. We were on the road. I think we were on the road with the driver era at mm. that time. Like Ross, I think that was then, or maybe it was Jesse McCartney. I'm really, really bad with. These are numbers. both good name um, drops. Cause I'm a driver era guy. I think we were on the road with, uh, <laughs> no, I, uh, no, but, but, but yeah. So it was just a crazy thing, but it opened doors for us. And like, you know, basically our manager called us one day and was like, um, do you guys realize that you're out streaming major label artists right now with oh, your song? And we were like, no, I was in, I was in a grocery store, like buying like radishes and stuff. And he called yeah. me, he's like, no, like you realize what's happening. We're like, well, we know it's, it's going well, but like, I, I don't really know what that means. He's like, no, no, no. Like, cause we were about to release a different single. And he's like, yo, put the, let's put the brakes on everything else. I need to send your numbers to a few people that I know. And we're going to, we're, we're just going to see what's going on because you're out streaming major label artists. And then all of a sudden, like there were uh, label people DMing me like, and following me and following the band. And I was like, what is going on? Like, so crazy. Um, we'd never experienced that like before. And, and we've been a band since high school. It's like, so it's like, we've been grinding and traveling and releasing music like for a long time to get like attention like that. So um, but you know, sure enough, like Island records, they were the most aggressive and they were like, yo, we want to partner with you guys. We want to take this thing to the top and toured the song did a great promo run, did Kelly and Ryan. We were on all that on Nickelodeon. Like we just did like all a bunch of crazy stuff. Cause it became like the romance anthem of the internet, basically. I mean, Seriously, it still though. feels like it is. And like, I get tagged in videos every single day of people in Southeast Asia, just, I mean, people in people just like literally everywhere using this song and singing it in its native tongue. And like, it's, it's pretty crazy, man. Like, I don't what, know what I like about that entire situation too. Cause now TikTok's different, right? Like I was so anti TikTok for a long time. Cause I was like, dude, I don't like the, like, I don't know. Like, I think I'm 29. So it's like, I like, I'm, I always, I always feel like I'm like older than I should be on that app. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm 28 dude. Like, and I like, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I really do. And like, I have, like, I'm not going to hide the ball. It's like, I think the app is really weird. There are a lot of ways where the app is, I mean, it's like, it's like, there's a lot of weird sexual stuff on there oh, with, like, yeah. with younger, younger people. And like, that really makes me uncomfortable. And the whole culture of it is weird. Now, of course, just like everything else, there's a really beautiful side to it too. Absolutely. But it's just, it's one of those things where it's like, there's a weird culture to it. And so when our song started to blow up on there and I looked into what the app was, I was pretty like, this is, this is cringy. This Yo, is weird. That is the I exact word I would use. Yeah. It, it's like all of these like planned, planned touching moments. And I like kind of, my heart was kind of hard to those at first. I was like, I don't care how many of these, this is weird, but all that to say, like, I get it more now. And like, I have to, I'm just, I'm thankful. It, it like completely changed. I mean, it literally changed our lives. Like what, what, I, what I love about it though, is you guys didn't make that for TikTok. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like a lot of people now are like formulating what they do around yep. this, like one in a million chance that like your thing becomes the thing. You guys just put it out and it had a every, every marketing plan um, from a major label and probably otherwise as well is going to have, okay, what's your TikTok strategy with this song? I mean, I've been in songwriting sessions where they're, where they're like, um, you know, oh, I, I, I can imagine this part on TikTok and that's where they'll stop. And it's, and it's uh, I'm not saying that's wrong. That's a mentality. Yeah. That's, a, that's a very business minded way to do things. But like, did we write like, no, TikTok didn't exist. And like, even now it's like, are we writing songs for TikTok? No, I mean, I probably should, but, but we're just not, you know? See, but I like that. That makes you a real human being. Like I, like, I can't bring myself 
to like formulate my art around what a 15 second clip of somebody dancing to yeah. is going to be. And yo, there's nothing wrong with that. If that's your bag, that's your bag. But like, yeah. once again, we talked about this at the beginning. I am who I am. I'm a dude from Northeast Philly. It's going to be hard for me to like bring myself to be like, yeah, I could definitely see like 16 year olds dancing to this. That would be weird for me. I can't do it. I am. I am a human being, but no, no, man, I, I feel you on that. Like so much. Like I, it's, it's hard to like when I'm writing it, you know, my best songs I've ever written is when I've either been super sad or heartbroken or really, really happy. And it's like, it's still to this day, it's hard for me to write a song with something that objective in mind. It's right. like, um, but I mean, dude, it is, I mean, TikTok is just like, just like Facebook and Instagram. It's like everything becomes very, very like commerce oriented. And it's like TikTok is now just one of the biggest machines. And I don't, I don't think TikTok will always be the biggest machine. I think something else is then going to come along too. But yeah, man, I mean, it, it blessed us. It, it was like great for us. And we're just, we were happy to enjoy the ride. And, and now we're in a different place than we were. So Bro, I'll tell you, I feel like the podcast was my answer to me. Like there's, I feel like there's different avenues that you can go down technologically. I was like, I can do a podcast. I can talk shit for two hours. <laughs> I don't know. TikTok's my bag, but I'll find something else. But yeah, so yeah. like looking at it now, you're coming off of making mine and then missing you today comes out now. Like did the, the success or kind of like the way that you guys marketed the last single change the way that you guys did this single? Well, um, I mean, because Make You Mine was already cranking when, when TikTok like decided to like choose it as a song or whoever that one like teenage girl was that one day, um, because that was already kind of out there and existing. Like it was almost like that thing started to run it, to run and we had to like kind of catch up to it and run in tandem and then take advantage of everything. And so like I was saying earlier, it's like everything that comes out now, somebody is going to have a TikTok marketing strategy. And so even like with, with Missing You Today, it's like there are TikTok things that we're talking about. And like, and I'm not too cool for that. You know, I don't, it's course, like, man. I'm okay. It's like, I just, I'm just going to stay in my lane though. Like I'm not, I'm not a TikToker. I'm not trying to TikTok. Like, you know, we did, we did a campaign with another really big app, like for one of our last singles. And it was, it was incredible, you know, incredible opportunity, but just there are, are things that, you know, sometimes where it's like, I, I think the band needs to stay over here and be the band. And if we want to have an influencer or a TikToker or a dancer do that part, let's have them do that part. Um, so with missing you today, I mean, we have some stuff planned for this song that I'm really, really excited about. And like, I, I won't say specifically what, but like, there's just, you know, not too far off from now like we just it's it's the song has become very personal to me and so right. like um when the assets come out for this song because we have a lyric video out now the song's out now um but we've got a few other things planned for it um and it's become a very personal song um which not that it wasn't when we wrote it but i i'm in a relationship now and so yeah. the song has become you know it's just more personal for me but yeah, man, there's TikTok stuff that we're talking about and and among other things, but like am I am I gonna be TikToking myself? Like I, I probably not. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that answers your question, but like No, I mean we had we had a fight amongst the band actually. We were in the studio recording some new stuff and they were like, Yo, we need to get on that app. And I was like, dude, yeah. you can literally go fuck yourself. I'm like, <laughs> I'm not doing that. And they won. Uh, uh, well, my my wife works in seo and like influencer shit oh like, okay yeah, yeah and i came in from the studio like 3 a.m and i was sitting on the stairs like having existential dread and i was like should i do this like that's not me and she was like she looked at me and she was like she was like colin if you don't do that you're an idiot because you're just missing out on the entire marketplace so it's yeah dude and i think the thing that is so shocking is that like how tiktok has kind of shifted the game is that i see people where you know, because our, our Spotify numbers, like we, we, we we're, we're proud of that right now. We've worked really, really hard. It's like, they're, they're at a steady, you know, it's like three, 4 million monthly. And like, that's like, that's huge for us. We love that. And it's taking care of us, but it's funny now how I feel like social media is, it trumps that almost like you'll see people on TikTok and, and on Instagram where their social numbers just crush and their engagement. And then you go to their Spotify and they really don't have very many people listening to their music, but nobody cares like it's not really about that anymore it's it's more about what like what can we get how can we have people just engage with like my face and like all yeah. the stuff I'm doing? it's like that seems to be more what people care about nowadays um and that's you know i can get into a whole other conversation about why i think that is but that is how tiktok has really changed things i think for musicians like, in a weird way it kind of gives musicians a little more power to control their own narrative which is interesting yeah. to me 
So yeah. like it's it's not all bad. We like there's positive and negatives to all of it. And you guys have obviously seen the positive side because this all worked out well. Yeah, I agree. But so with the song, right? Yeah. I wrote down one word. It's a vibe, dude. And I'm not even that. I'm, that's not my thing. I'm not like it's a fucking vibe, but it is a it's vibe. A vibe. Yeah, when, no, when it you, is. When you guys were cutting it, like, what was the process? Were you guys, because you said you wrote this before, but did you record it during quarantine? Um, it was all broken up. So we we started the recordings. We wrote this with a guy named Scott Harris, who he does a lot of stuff with Sean Mendez, oh, um, kind of people in that and that kind of realm. And we were, it was in New York. And it was another guy named Jonah Shy, who is a producer. He's like a younger dude who works with Scott quite a bit. Um, and we started the song, kind of started recording it and recorded like a demo. We like wrote some other stuff with them. And then we didn't touch it for a while because it was like we went back home. We, we finished our promo. We were promoting Make You Mine, I think, when we were doing that. So we were doing like, I, I think it was like, the, I don't know if it was Kelly and Ryan, like that same weekend or whatever, like in New York. But um, and then we didn't touch it for a long time. And then during quarantine, we like I recorded my guitar parts here at my home studio and like sent them to the producer recorded the vocals in my sister's house I made her I made her closet into like a home vocal booth and then uh Matt my bass player he recorded his vocals and sent them over so it was you know it was like what I'm sure a lot of other bands and musicians have done during quarantines where it was like it was just all broken up and different so um but like yeah dude I mean I I will agree with you it is a vibe I mean it's the first song in a while where I've had like a legit guitar solo oh, um, yeah. and I'm and I'm proud of it you know because I'm a guitar player that's what I do like and it's it just so it feels good to have something like that in there and I don't know I think it's just it's simple it honestly reminds me a little bit of Make You Mine in that sense yeah. and I hope, I hope that the fans of Make You Mine embrace this song in that sense where it's it's a very honest song and it's it's just simple it's just about a very simple human emotion which are some of the most powerful things ever though it's like you miss somebody and you can't do anything about it you are it's, far away from them so it's so funny man because that is so, that, like it's something you had written prior to the pandemic that would hit know, so emotionally right? hard dude some things are just meant to ha- i'm not saying covid was meant to happen i'm saying like that that song oh man yeah, no yeah. trust me we do this every week where we're talking to somebody and we're like so how, like, what was the past year like for you? And, and for some reason, everybody's like, man, it's been great for me personally. And then we're all like, is it kind of fucked up to say that? I know. I know. Yeah, we wrote the song and I was like, if only the world could be crippled <laughs> by a massive pandemic. <laughs> uh, no, but yeah, I mean, we, we can't complain though. I mean, honestly, we have been, we've been taken care of. Like, you know, obviously I have a bunch of buddies in the industry, like I'm sure you do, like, especially just people in the touring realm where it's, oh, yeah. it, it hit them, you know, harder than it, it hit us. So, yeah. Man, you know what? Non-COVID related. I'm going to nerd out for a second because this is bad podcasting, by the way, because nobody can see what I'm talking about here. You have a beautiful Sonic Blue Les Paul behind you. Thank what's you. your What's your guitar of choice? Like, what do you usually play? Oh, it, it Les Pauls. Um that's my thing. So I'm obsessed with Led Zeppelin. I mean, just that's why I play guitar is because I heard, um, I think it was like, babe, I'm going to leave you off their first record. And I just, for some reason, you know, cause like my dad was one of those dads where he showed me classic rock. He yeah. showed me all good yellow, just, I mean, just tons of great stuff. And Led Zeppelin, for some reason, just stuck with me. I was just like, there is something else going on with this band. They're like heavy, but they're funky, but they're folky. And Jimmy Page plays Les Pauls. I mean, he played some other stuff too. But so ever since I was like a kid, you know, my first real guitar was an Epiphone Les Paul when yep. I couldn't afford a Gibson Les Paul. And so, um, yeah, man, but that that actually one right there is my dream guitar. It's a it's a 68 custom reissue. It's Ooh. frost blue. Um, it's got the burst buckers. Like it, it was, it's a pretty, pretty weird guitar, but that yeah. color blue, and it's also my, so my favorite colors are basically that blue and then black. So it's like, it's just, it is my dream guitar. Um, that That's my weapon of choice. Like Bro, sure. it caught my eye because my number one guitar that I play most of the time is, and notice I'm a Fender guy because I said Sonic Blue. That's the yeah, yeah. color palette. I got you. I have a Sonic Blue American Special Strat that I play all the time. The Fender okay, sent me, cool. we played a show with Bon Jovi and they fucking, nice. sit, I came what? home from the show and that shit was sitting on my front step. And Dude. that is my fucking baby, baby that's incredible do you guys ever have you ever considered like be i didn't know you were such a big zeppelin guy mm-hmm. like have you guys ever gone more like heavier rock leaning have you ever like div like dove into that field i would say that we actually started that way um, most people I mean, do i feel like yeah i mean and i don't know maybe that is like the inevitable path that a lot of bands go on but like when we were like a basement band and a garage band i mean that is how we were i mean 
Muse is a huge influence on us, like starting out and stuff. So we, we kind of were heavier and it's not that we have traded that because of any sort of industry pressure or anything. It's like, I feel like our music reflects a lot of what we're listening to. And you know, it's like, I have grown to appreciate pop music a lot more, but if you're like, like if you and I were to jam or something, I'm not a pop, like I'm a, I'm a fucking shred. I'm a rocker. I'm a yeah, shredder. Yeah. Like that's what I do. Like, so I would say that like my writing and my, my playing just for fun or practicing, they're pretty different. Um, but yeah, dude, I mean, at heart, like Matt too, Matt loves red hot chili peppers. And, and I mean, Ben, um, my drummer, I mean that I've known Ben since kindergarten and he and I got into Led Zeppelin together. So Ben is also like, he's got the John Bonham at heart, like, so, but I like writing rock songs, we've kind of tried and it's not, it's like, I don't know. It's like at the end of the day, the song's just got to feel honest and it's got to feel like it, it really does fit with your band. And we've just never naturally, like we had a single called Honey in the Summer that came out like last. Oh summer. yeah. Um, two summers ago, last summer. I don't know. The world's uh, fucking, it's all fucked up. Time, doesn't all matter. Matter. Time, is, time is dumb. Um, but that's so we literally went and worked with this producer named John Fields who cut like Switchfoot stuff. He cut oh, John stuff. Like John Fields is a legend. And we went out there to write a rock song. Nice. We were like, we're going to tap into this. We're going to do this thing. Cause live we do rock harder. Like we're, our, our music's less polished live and it's a little more wild and rowdy. And we went out there and we literally wrote honey in the summer, which is basically like an earth, wind and fire, very tight, funky pop song. And, and like we brought it back and our management was like, you were supposed to write a rock song. What did you do? And we're like, I don't know. Bro. You don't do that, apparently. I went, I forget where, oh, so I was with Kenny in Los Angeles, our, our other co-host, Kenny Carkey. Yeah. And I was, a, I had just gotten married, right? So I said to him, I was like, I want to write a wedding type song. We just, I had no intentions for the band to use it or whatever. I yeah. came out of it and I wrote the most fucked up, just straight up, like Zeppelin-esque, E minor, solo. Yeah, baby. Whatever you plan to do, you usually do the opposite. I don't know why it is that way. It's because, dude, I mean, songs are just like, they just kind of, ha it's almost like, it's almost like you don't, this is going to sound stupid, but it's almost like you don't write songs. You just kind of find them. Yep. Like you find this thing that's been out there. And like, I don't know, whenever I've, I've had to force something, it's usually not a good song. And so like, I've been in that mood where it's like, oh, I'm going to write that rock song, write that next muse song. And I just, I can tell I'm forcing it. And it just, it just sucks. <laughs> I mean, listen. It's not a good song. Songwriting is a crapshoot half the time. Like, no matter what you set out to do, I got books and books and books of these things. Yeah. And it's voice bullying. memos. So oh many voice memos. God, dude, voice memos are. Yeah. That's why most of my shit is overloaded gigs wise because everything has voice memos. Everywhere. I will I will step out of dinner with people and be like, oh, I, I, I'll forget it if I don't. And then it's like, I don't ever do anything with it. Where's your biggest, like, random voice memo place on a rec i have two like random places where i always wind up getting inspiration and i sing into my phone it's when i'm driving or yeah. when i'm at the sauna at the gym i have no idea why those are the two places i so definitely when i'm driving i'm, I'm a very very my mind is very very active when i'm when i'm driving like yeah. i'm 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 thinking about a lot of stuff while i'm driving i also love driving so there's that but also i find that right when i'm about to fall asleep I will get a song idea. And it's one of those things where it's like, I'm not, I, I'm like, cause I have sleeping problems too. So it's like, if I'm falling asleep, I'm not going to mess that up. Like I cannot mess that up. So <laughs> I got one I'm shot. Gonna out of my, I'm not going to get out of my bed. So I'm going to pick up my phone and I'm going to sit there and be like, and I can, I can say like, okay, I'm starting on the two chord and then I'm going to go to the five and then go to the one. And like, yeah. I can speak that stuff to future John that will listen to it and he'll get it. But it, sometimes it just sounds like I'm, I'm messed up or something. It's yeah. like, no, I don't know. So dude, no, that's the biggest thing too. A lot of the times I'll have like a preamble before I start to record my idea. I'll be like, all right, this is probably gonna be a minor. Like, yeah, think, yeah exactly. Th think like Stevie Ray Vaughan. Like I'm like, I'll give yeah. myself like the painting that, cause I'll never remember that shit. Thank God for the iPhone, dude. I don't know how people did it before this. Yeah, no, you, you gotta give, you gotta give yourself like context for this, like random little warble of garbage. You know? You're like, okay. Uh, sunset, Ron Weasley, <laughs> mason jar full of tea, and then ba -da -ba -ba wow, and it's like, and then you're like, oh, now I get it. Even though it, I never, I, I mean, sometimes I'm like, I don't know what that was, and I delete it. Like it's just like, <laughs> like past John tried so hard to give me the contact without plugging in an instrument, and he just failed. I feel like I'm Nicolas Cage and fucking uh, 
in uh what's that movie the where he steals the declaration of independence i'm trying to leave myself notes national treasure (laughs) dude yo by the way that was the social clip i'm cutting that for the socials on tuesday (laughs) holy shit all right before we get you out of here before we play the song it's funny you mentioned this you said you know it all depends on what we've been listening to we do a segment every week called what the fuck have you been listening to Mm. what have you been into recently Oh gosh. Um, I actually know right away the two things. Um, so I've been into Latin music. Ooh. Um, I just, for some reason, I just love Latin music. Um, I don't know if I'm allowed to write songs that sound like that, to be honest with you. Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> you I have no be- idea what, if I, if I released a song and it was like, dude, God, 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 be like, you can't do that. The two whitest looking dudes on earth talk to each other about, let's write some black music. Dude, literally, I'm like, dude, should we write some, uh, yeah, but no, um, I mean, so like Maluma, I mean, I, I J Balvin, I, I mean, ugh, those good, like, I just, I'm always looking for their stuff because it just makes me, it makes me move and it like makes me feel energy. Like I work out to Latin music right now because it's just so like on a Friday, mm, go to the gym, put on some Latin music, just sunshine. And like, I love that. And then also glass animals. Oh, um, so good. Glass animals, I think is one of the coolest bands to emerge in the past 10 years. Like personally, like heat waves, I think is my most played song on Spotify oh, of all time. Like so good. since I've had Spotify, like, so I don't just, I think his name is Dave Bailey. I think that's the lead singer. Hmm. Um, you should try and get him on here. Oh, um, I but uh, I, I just think it's this crazy, awesome blend of like electronic pop, but he has such a, a specific voice and the instrumentation is great. I mean, I just, it's like, like personally, I think at this point, if I was to create a solo project, um because i've always seen myself of like okay when i do a solo project at some point it's going to be rock like we were talking about because like that's you know it comes easily you are yeah yeah it's who i am and it feels like i have to like i kind of owe it to myself to do that but when i do write stuff that doesn't really seem like public it kind of sounds like glass animals where it's got more of an electronic thing going on and it's a little more vibey and it's like uh, it's dark um Mm. i would say public music my band is actually inherently a little brighter than what i write on my own i I, I tend to to trend a little darker on stuff so uh but yeah dude glass animals just love them glass animals to me like came out of this mold of like they're so interesting and so unique right it almost in the way that when fucking alt j hit you were like this is exactly this is Different. By the way, some of the nicest people I've ever met in my entire life oh, are all cool. Jay. Yeah, I've, not, I've never so, met him, never seen him, but love him. Yeah. So fucking nice. Um, mm-hmm. But it's funny, once again, you bring that up about like kind of like having your split personalities as a songwriter. Yeah. The stuff I do for Foxtrot is very much big seven-piece band. It's more rock-heavy. When I write solo, and I do have a whole solo EP done, it's right. more like, I don't know, almost like Ryan Adams, fucking Jason Isbell, like Americana yeah. stuff. I got you. Sure. Yeah, but that's the, I, I write out of Nashville mainly. Like that's where yeah. I'll go to write. So that's kind of like what I've adopted. Mm-hmm. But it, I like to hear a songwriter say like, I do kind of have a split personality for some reason with this outfit, I do this, but in my heart when I'm writing by myself and there's no trajectory as to where it's supposed to go, it sounds yeah. like this. Well, and I guess that's what I actually like about the band format too, is it's sort of one of those things where like, the the product is greater than the sum of its parts like when matt ben and i will put our heads together and like write a song together it is different than anything we really would have come up just you know one of us you know and like and like obviously like like i'll bring a song that i finished to the table matt will bring something like that happens but like our best songs i feel like are when all of us get to like really creatively dive into it because then it does turn into something else but dude when i write stuff on my own right now like it can sound it can sound like a rock song. It can sound like a glass animals thing. Like I'm kind of all over the place right now. And I have, I have a lot of John music, but I don't know what I'm going to do with it. And it just, it just all sounds so different. <laughs> like, Dude, I, there, I have books and books of Colin music. And I like legitimately, I have people being like, when are we putting this out? When are we? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what the right move is. I don't even know what it is. Like, I don't know. Like it doesn't even sound like me. It sounds like me acting like someone else. Would you put it out under John Vaughn or would you pick some sort of pseudonym that you would put it out under? I've thought about this because my name rhymes. So mm. that's kind of, I could, I could do John Vaughn. Like maybe that has a, like a thing to it, but I've always thought it would be really cool to have like a really dope, like solo project name that, that yeah. like is maybe not even a name. Maybe it's like, I don't know, like low, low. So many wolf. people do that though. Like, yeah. I, uh, my name I, is I just said lone wolf. That's not cool. <laughs> 
Lone um, <laughs> Wolf Syndrome. There you go. LWS. Um, I, fucking, I don't know, dude. I mean, the Phoebe Bridgers, Connor Oberst thing is called uh, Better Oblivion Community Center. Like, what the fuck yeah. is that? Like, I mean, well, my bro, my name is Colin Budney. Nobody can say my last name because they all think it's Bundy. So I like when when we had these conversations about like with the people in Nashville who I was writing with, they're like, we should put yeah. this out. Like they were like, but we it can't be your name. It can't be your name. Which to me, I'm such a I'm a hard ass, and I'm like, fuck you. It will be my name now. You want to? <laughs> I was like, what do you want it to be? You want me to give you some weird like southern name? No, my name is yeah. Colin Edward Budney, and like they were like, all right, Colin Edwards. How about that? And I was like, no, that's not my fucking name. That, the, the beautiful thing though, I think about having an artist name is that often it's really just like your songs and your mm. career that make it cool. Like Red Hot Chili Peppers. It's like, I like, I can't say that without thinking about the band, but I'm sure like pre them being a big deal, like you say Red Hot Chili Peppers, I'd be like, that sounds goofy. Like, yeah, yeah we, we can be called the Red Hot Chili Peppers if you want to be a joke. Like, <laughs> you know, but it's like, I mean, that's why we chose public. Cause we're like, it's just kind of a big word and we can kind of redefine it with like our band but I mean, you can, I mean, but there are so many bands out there nowadays too, which is why I feel like it, it, people are going for different, weirder band names and artist names and like more like, uh, like people's artist names are so unassuming now. It'll be like, like, it'll be like dad pants. And it's like, oh. just this like, this like lo-fi kind of Gen Z humor, like, like phrase. And it's yeah. because like, there are so many bands out there nowadays. You kind of have to find something that's like, dude i'll tell you what my, my like when we first started we were called foxtrot in the get down we used to go out to shows and people would be like legitimately at the door be like it's a fucking weird name and i'd be like all right dude whatever we used to get tweeted all the time after shows we played uh, we played um webster hall in new york as part right. of some like showcase yeah. mm -hmm. and uh, we got like tweets after that were like that band name is stupid and we <laughs> tweeted and they didn't think we were gonna tweet back and them we're just a bunch of philly assholes i tweeted back like fuck yourself <laughs> yeah dude it's i mean people compare us to like Publix, like the the grocery, the grocery store, store and like there are our dirty jokes that come out about our band name and it's just kind of like i it's like i'm so, like i'm sorry we didn't ask you to name our band i, I really apologize like we, we should have been more considerate but you know we're trying it's funny because like i feel like if like uh we were talking about like the major label kind of shit before this but like i always have this thing now where i say like everybody seems like they are the product of a uh like a focus group i feel like if we got put into a focus group and they were like what do you think about this band the first five hands would go up they'd be like i don't get the name and then we'd get an email from the label after and they'd be like hey the name's got to go they don't get it yeah yeah Which, no, I mean, there, we've been in conversations like that where people have been like so so what do you think about your name and we're like what do you think about our name <laughs> why are you bringing it up yeah yeah i think i think we like our name that's why we're named that like yeah. you know but I couldn't agree more. And it's more of like a, Hey man, just let us worry about that kind of shit. You yeah, take yeah, care yeah. of everything else, but all, all right, right, John, I'm going to let you go, dude. Everybody go check out missing you today by public. John, anything on the horizon for you guys? Are you going on tour? Um, I don't know what we're doing as far as touring goes, but I will say um, we are entering into a new season of releasing stuff. So mm. this is out. Please go check it out. We also have some really, really cool stuff uh, planned for that song specifically, but there's a lot of, beyond stuff beyond there's more music on the way i guess is what i would say and we're we're just uh i mean we're just so so ready to just get back into the mess so yeah bro everybody's ready for it uh your seat is always open whenever you want to come on you have anything new coming out we will plug the shit out of it uh we'll have you back on and dude it was finally great to sit down good luck in cincinnati don't eat the skyline chili and you guys should be all right <laughs> yeah dude no I, I appreciate it and thanks for setting this up no problem brother ladies and gentlemen this is missing you today by public it's cold up north You're a thousand miles away And I think of you a lot I know I'm yours Doesn't mean it doesn't hurt And my stomach's in the night I'm tired of talking on the phone in my room Speaking to the words right now And I know that you're impatient too I just need to be with you right now
sem touch 